Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best, best podcast in the world. <laughs> welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. My name is Nick Tibusek and with me, my other host, Dennis. Hello, Hello. <laughs> Hello everyone. <laughs> All right. Uh, this episode is, yeah, it's a recap episode of 2019. Um, we know we had... I think the last episode is pretty far from now. I think it yeah. was middle of December. Yeah, everybody knows that. Holidays. Time Holiday season. Be. Yeah. Lots of, of work to do. Stressful time. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, I would like to ask you some questions, Dennis. And I think you're going to ask me them back. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Let's go. First question for you. What did you learn for you in training in 2019? So 2019 um, was, let's say, an up and down year, uh, especially like in the beginning. I started off 2019 uh, not too well. I was uh, recovering from a little injury I had um, while uh, practicing Maltese, which is not really an exercise uh, which I respond too well to. Um, and I started a pretty long recovery period. Um, and with time, uh, I started moving more towards, let's say, um, weighted calisthenics training and moving a bit away from skills training. Uh, started mixing them up a lot. And so changed really the way to train. Um, at the same time, I moved from my usual training place, which was uh, the room, my bedroom, uh, and, and the shared <laughs> apartment I lived in. Uh, <laughs> and I moved together with uh, my girlfriend. And since the house was way too nice to put some random bars in it and uh, just destroy it, I um, decided to join Das Gym, which is probably the best decision I ever made. Um, amazing gym, super fun, met so many people that are um, like-minded and started training there. And especially for weighted training, it feels super good there. Uh, like a lot of strong people pushing you and it's very, very fun. Um, another big thing, um, for the first time, I think in seven years, I train less than five days a week. I usually trained around five to six days a week. And since coaching exploded this year and I'm finishing up with uh, my pharmacy degree and have another side job uh, at the same time, it just got a lot. And I'm only training four times a week now, actually. But uh, I discovered for myself that the moment, like, it had no sense to keep trying to train five or six times a week if the stress level was just too high. And uh, I was constantly tired and having a hard time keeping up with everything. So now training four times a week, I make extremely good progress. I can recover well enough and it's just working very, very well for me. So I think those are the, the biggest thing. Uh, things I've learned 
So taking a step back, maybe uh, training a bit less um, and respecting that you have other stressors in your life and just uh, working around them, uh, putting, making one step back in training to make one step forward because this way I can actually recover for the next session, feel fresh, feel ready, manage to do all the work I have to do and keep going with everything. So, yeah, I think that's training 2019 for me. How, how was your year in terms of training this year? So in terms of my personal, my own training, um, I think what I learned most is sleep and stress are key factors for me. So uh, what I really learned is if I slept like, like too less or stress is too high in life, I just perform very, very bad. Um, that's something I really noticed. Um, but I didn't really notice it only by myself. I'd also uh, notice it uh, with my own athletes, but mostly by myself because I just felt it by myself. Um, that was something that was <laughs> a big learning of 2019. Um, yeah. And another thing is also, I think a big thing about training, what I also learned, but that that's not my personal thing because I already had that, but having something like programming um, and periodization for athletes does wonders to people. That's a big learning of 2019. So, um, yeah. That's what I see from the I have those who already had a big, big thing, who already were really, really strong. They just exploded in 2019 and made really big progress by the programming and periodization we gave to them. That was, it's mental. That's yeah. such a big thing. And um, I think that, especially in a sense, it's so underrated what that does to you and it's so far away from these mad boss routines and the things people think what's a training schedule yeah. and that's that's a big big learning for me um, I, I see I think I think periodization another big big learning yeah I think periodization and programming uh, it's something maybe 2019 like I, I really managed to see it on other people on myself is something like I saw already three or four years ago when I started training like this, how much it changes. And back then I saw myself as an advanced athlete too, but everything changed with it. It makes yeah. enormous differences. Definitely. <laughs> um, another big thing I really noticed this year is quality is, is, is so underrated. So performing your training stuff with a good quality leads to less injury, leads to bigger strength gains, leads to a better feeling of the exercise, and in the end leads to better progress. I know there are people out there who tell you, yeah, you don't need the perfect form in training. That's the bullshit. 
people tell you, I don't know why, but in the end, quality is such a big thing. You shouldn't underestimate that. And did you notice it, especially um, on yourself, like quality-wise yeah. in training? Yeah, 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 definitely. Once you go heavy, you go really heavy on stuff, and you don't have, have the, the perfect form or yeah. the, there is no perfect exactly, form. Exactly, yeah. Quality, quality execution of a movement doesn't mean there is a perfect form everybody thinks of uh, like uh, in gymnastics there is yeah like they have movement standards there but yeah. um, for me in training um, the quality should be fit it should fit to your biomechanics and should fit to what works best for you and that's something you really need to find out if you're not able to do so find a coach who can help you with that um, and in the end, the quality of your movement is such a big driver of, of having good results. It's unbelievable. Yeah? Most people really, really, really underestimate what's really possible to gain by quality. Yeah. Just by quality. Yeah? I mean, I have so many athletes seen who would profit from a little, really little details, little tweaks that much. I mean, uh, I I just don't get why don't why they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I I think I have an interesting story from an athlete of mine at the moment, uh, where this point like makes like you can actually really see the difference it makes. Uh, he's a very very advanced athlete, uh, athlete and has worked in a certain way for a very long time. Um, he's extremely strong can pull like weighs under 70 kilograms. I think can pull 70 kilograms for three reps uh, or something like that. But he always um, used to skip the first part of the movement. So <laughs> when, when, when he, when you do, when he does the pull up, like he jumps to the half rum almost um, with a little kick um, and then pulls up. And we started working with him to just maximizing the strength he can actually build up to pull because somebody with such potential, if you really start to use the whole muscle to pull yourself up and only part of the movement, part of, of the muscles that you really need for a pull-up. So his lat engagement is very, very weak and he pulls a lot with his biceps and in part of like the trapezius muscles. Um, we started working with half rum pull-ups and like it's incredible to see like somebody who's so advanced struggles with 40 kilograms because he only works the range that he always always kept missing and mm -hmm. instead of working on the weak spots like he always kept getting stronger in the things he's strong at and 40 kilograms done well are heavy for him, which screams for imbalances or you're going to hurt yourself at a certain point because the, the structures you use to close the movement and you keep hitting them over and over and over again without having like a good base to build on, 
it's the best way to hurt yourself in the long run. And it just, I think some people like to skip certain parts or certain ranges in movements. And the moment they get into that range, or they can't hold it, or they hurt themselves. Yeah. And, and now, also seeing that from a performance um, view, it's not only about the health thing, that's clearly a thing, yeah. but also um, the ranges you don't really use in training you probably don't get in the competition. And that's for me. Exactly. That's, it, it, it would be stupid to do so. So if you need the range in a competition, maybe like uh, bringing your head over the bar and yeah. you need to do that in competition and you never do it in training, yeah, then you lose it in, in competition. Yeah. You don't and get the rep. You need to train that part too. That's yes, so important. Yeah. But another learning that was... Also very important. It's it's nothing new, but I I just just had it again. Everything is individual, like everything. And in the end, there are so many people who tell you, yeah, you need the, the you need a certain amount of sets, a certain amount of reps. You need this. You need that. You need blah 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 blah. In the end, it's always individual. So. That was something I really experienced uh, in 2019 a lot, um, having a lot of people um, sleeping too less and still performing, um, having a lot of people doing a volume. Some people would tell you that's way too much and they performed, they really overperformed. And um, so I came in the end, do this one thing. It's individual all the time, all the time. Also with technique, there's not this one technique that works yeah. for everyone. Um, not, not in one exercise. Yeah. So uh, there are always certain um, ways to do a certain exercise and you always have to look at the individual person to really make everything perfect for that person. See, see find a way he can performed the most and the best without hurting himself mm -hmm. while doing that. But what I would like to know from you is what was the one thing you learned for you personally? For me personally? Um, yeah, like a lot in training uh, this year, probably the biggest thing I learned was... Um, Since the business uh, went so well and everything started uh, blowing up, was uh, being more self-confident, I have to say. And I probably have to thank you a lot for it. Um, I, I've been a trainer for some time now, but it really blew up this year uh, only because I started really trusting myself, um, started working together with Leo a lot and just I I was getting results and I just started going out with them let's say something yeah. like that and the self-confidence um, it's probably the biggest learning or the biggest change uh, this year for me and it is what made everything possible so I think that's one 
The other one was um, when work started getting a lot, uh, sometimes it was overwhelming, especially, especially in online coaching. You're very, very bound to your phone and on your phone all the time, always responding, always, <laughs> always alert, always on the watch, let's say. And I learned to put the phone away and really tried again to spend quality time with, with the people I love while putting the phone away because certain things, of course, need to be addressed right away. But most of the things, they can wait a few hours. Um, and, and that is super important, especially for someone who does a job like that and is always on the phone because of it, learning to put, a, put that thing away and really turn off for real because it's a job where especially work on the weekends where everyone's relaxing and during the week you're always available anyway, um, still having some time for yourself and um, putting it away. I think it's uh, very, very important. And uh, I'm still learning, but it's, um, it's something that especially in the beginning uh, of the year, I was struggling uh, with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. And for you personally, 2019? Uh, what I really learned from myself is, I think, to bring it up in one sentence, stress is a decision. Um, now the longer part. <laughs> um, what, what I really experienced is uh, also this phone thing, yeah, having uh, the people... Thing. <laughs> yeah, being available yeah. for the world all the time is for some people very stressful um, but for myself um, I think it was in summer when I just decided for myself Nick this isn't even stressful at all for you as you love what you do and um, if you just change the view on it it's not that stressful anymore and that was a big game changer for myself to learn that stress was very often just a just a view on a thing for myself, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I changed the view, the stress disappeared, and that was a big game changer for myself. So um, I think that was one of the most important learnings for life for me in two thousand nineteen. To learn stress is most of the time just a decision on how you view on things. Mm -hmm. What is it? so in the end? What is the most baddest thing in in in, their, in yeah in that case? What, what what was the baddest thing that can happen if you just don't do this or? Stuff like that. I to, to just think about it. Um, so sometimes it, I experienced the same thing. Yeah, I was always like, "Oh, I need to respond in in maybe a minute to yeah. something." But it wasn't just that that important. Huh? Yeah. Um, maybe it can wait for an hour, so I can do my training and answer afterwards, and it's exactly. still okay. Nobody dies, and that's a very important point to understand this and not to stress yourself. Stress, all exactly. Exactly. Okay to go to the cinema 
in Saturday evening and being just not available for two hours because you're watching a movie. It yeah. is okay. And before that, I was really stressing myself out with stuff like that and always while watching a movie in the cinema, checking my phone if there was a message from someone who needs some help. And I, I just don't stress myself too much out right now. Exactly. One-on-one, on one, same thing. I need the time. I, I need quick answers. I respond pretty much pretty fast, but most of the time I don't stress myself too much out. So it's okay. The word doesn't yeah. stop. <sighs> that that was a really good thing, but um, also most of the time I, I really I thought I have a stressful life and everything so much work. And when I just decided it's not that much work, it's not that stressful. It's just it was gone, and that was very important for myself mm-hmm. uh, to understand that most of the time when you think you work a lot, you don't work a lot. It's just not that much. Yeah, <laughs> but what did you learn as a coach? That was that was a good one. As a coach, so well, um, I grew a lot. Uh, let's say uh, two years ago when I when I started with coaching, um, I had about I think I started with three or four athletes, uh, gained a lot of experience. Then at the end of in the first year, I had around 10 athletes that uh, I looked over. Um, and before I really started the big platform uh, together with Leo, uh, let's say when that started, like everything exploded. And as a coach, I just learned, like you said before, how individuality is super important the more people you work with the more you see it how people um, respond to different ways first of all how you talk to them Uh, second of all of course how the program works to them what they need what is fun for them too so they really adhere to it Um, and now being I think with over 25 clients, like you, you really get an image for how everyone's different and how everyone uh, needs different things to really perform at their best and get better um, the quickest. I think, yeah, that probably is the biggest learning. I mean, it's, it's nothing new, but the more people you work with, uh, the better you see it. Um, and the better you notice it. At the same time, uh, I noticed how uh, people that are very, very consistent uh, work, like bring the best results. It doesn't matter how gifted you are genetically. People that are consistent and have been working with me for over a year, one and a half years, or almost two years now, always sticking to the plan, always doing what they've been told, they just get the best results. And yeah. And I think that's a big point as a coach too. Uh, Don't coach anyone, but really coach people that want to be coached. And I think that's a big point. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the last one. Yeah. Coach those who really want to get coached. Yeah. That's so important. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, the consistency, I would, I would definitely sign it up. Um, yeah. Consistency is the most important thing when you look over the year. You have 52 weeks. If you get four week, uh, four, four, four sessions in per week, that would be perfect. You don't need to train six days a week, but four, that's perfect. Make yeah. it up to your daily life. Bring that in and do it weekly. Yeah. Just bring it up. Show up, do it. That's the most important thing in there. Um, the more often you train, the better it is. And the more often you train over the year and not in a week or in three months, it's over the year. And yeah. that's the most important part. People need to start thinking long-term and stop yeah. thinking so short, short-term. And of course, one session in one year isn't a lot. But if you miss one session every week, it sums up. It's 20, 52 sessions. And that's a lot of games you're losing, trust me. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, what would you say? What did change for you in 2019? I think you already mentioned a lot. You, yeah, you I, think, I think I covered almost everything. Uh, then just summing up most important thing I think was one, first of all, moving together with my girlfriend, just a personal general thing. Uh, it changed a lot for me and allowed me to grow, uh, the way, uh, I did in business, in university, uh, at work, just working hard. Um, and yeah, the whole, the whole coaching experience exploded. Uh, I think those were the biggest things. Um, what about you? Um, oh, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> uh, we really went in with bubble coaching. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I changed a lot about my view on things because uh, in the beginning I was always uh, like, oh, I need to bring out more more knowledge to the people and all that stuff. But now, right now, I'm focusing a lot more on my own athletes. That was something that changed a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was always about, yeah, you need to, to bring out value content on Instagram and all that stuff. I, I, I don't invest that much time in there. I invest my time in my own athletes. Yeah. Because I can bring the value in there. That, that's, that a was... funny, that's a funny evolution because remember when we started the Stenix page with Leo, we posted informative stuff every day of the week. And we had over 50 informative posts. I mean, it built up the site. But once we were starting to have so many athletes, like you said, the important thing is you invest information in them. And we started this podcast to reach a broader audience which is really interested and it's not the, the audience that scrolls by on Instagram and doesn't even read the caption in the end. 
Um, that's a big thing because the value you bring to the people should be something that they really work with. And most of the time when you always invest all these things into posting stuff on Instagram and giving that much value out there, they'd read it and they don't use it. And um, that's something I just, I'm tired of that. I concentrate on really want to, want to, want to reach their goals. Um, yeah. And that's why I stopped that. And that was big change i think um but also a lot of my own priorities changed a lot so um i do train a little bit less and uh i work a lot more <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs> i mean we grew a lot yeah i mean yeah. in the of 2019 i was like i was pretty much alone Uh, of course, I had senior by my side, but we all we both had each of us several clients for mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. So uh, that was not this big barber coaching thing. Um, we had like I, I think I had 21 athletes, and we grew a lot this year from close to 50 now. Um, that that was a massive thing, but also I think I've learned that much about training and all that stuff in this. In this year, the results are what what are speaking their own languages. I mean, we had like 11 competitions, 18 times of that. Uh, we had top three placements, um, several titles. Uh, it, it was it was a really crazy year, and um, I think for 2020, big bigger things, even bigger things are coming up, and I, I enjoy that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I love to see that. Um, I love to see that more intelligent training is coming into calisthenics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just try, but at least they try to train like that because they see the results, and that's a big evolution. I really enjoy seeing, yeah. especially in the weighted calisthenics game. It's something you see a lot, or behind that because yeah. they don't like it but yeah. especially in weighted calisthenics and street yeah. lifting people really really yeah. try to think of what they are doing exactly or people who want to mix skills with weighted so being hybrid where things where you really have to be smart about training because it doesn't work if you don't like put your head to it it just nothing comes out and most of people just get injured Uh, I think those are people too that they're looking more and more into smart ways to train and not just going to the park and doing 360s. Yeah, a lot of changes in there. Yeah. All right, but I'm really looking forward to a bright future in 2020, especially for the whole sport as um, right now uh, we're going to bring a complete street lifting system over Europe with these yeah. four lifts of muscle up pull or chin and uh, dips and back squats and uh, really bringing one system to the world that everybody can use. And I think that that's going to change a big, yeah, big things. That, that's going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and if, I think it's going to be really fun just um, having a standard finally in the sport mm -hmm. uh, through and through that everyone does the same, can measure themselves the same way with the same rules, 
and that happening all over Europe is it's out of like, I'm sure, yeah. And for me, with the four lifts, I think that's a very balanced thing. And um, <sighs> finally, we have legs in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, uh, I think one big thing. I really want want to really want to say that. The biggest thing that changed in 2019 that's the most important thing and I really want the want to tell the world that it happened Dennis started training legs that's incredible. I used to I used to train legs like I don't know three or four years that was not that was not training legs yeah. I mean I I squatted something at least I, I was not only doing pistol squat or weighted pistol squat like most calisthenics athletes. That, that, was, that was not training legs. Yeah, I actually <laughs> did real bad, uh, back squats, but I'm not going to say the weight I was using. I mean, it was everything I had at home at back in the day, so it was a lot in perspective. Uh, well, what I really have to tell also to the world, Dennis made massive progress. I mean... You, you. I think you started by half of the year or something in the, in September. I started like really started three months ago. Three months ago. And now you you you're squatting like ninety for six past. Yeah, something like that. And a body weight of now, uh, 68, 69, something like that. Yeah. So, I'm fairly happy. I'm fairly happy. I've gained a lot of weight for the first time in seven years. I have to say, this year I moved my body weight. I used to weigh around sixty-one or sixty, uh, and this year, after joining Intelligent Strength, it started uh, the gains phase. And you came all by the legs, but yeah, <laughs> no, it didn't. All legs and biceps. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we should mention too. Yeah. It's not all in the legs, yeah. and he still can hold his his statics. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I gained about ten kilograms this this year, uh, and it's been very very fun. I'm very happy, very strong. My plan isn't too happy, honestly, but the rest of the things they they work. All right, I like that. Yeah. Good. I think that's that's a that's the perfect point where we can end this episode. So everyone who enjoyed this episode, uh, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, share it on your social media channels. Uh, do us the favor and uh, help us a little bit to spread that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we Please. wish you a good 2020. Hoping that it's gonna be as great as 2019 was for us. Yes. Happy New Year. <laughs>